0: Welcome back to the Evolution Pod Club. I am your host, Jackie Sidon. Welcome one, welcome all. If you are here, you are welcome. You are a part of this conversation. This is not something that's elusive to you. It's something that you are ready for. It's something that you're asking for. What are you asking for? That's the question. Well, if I had a stand set up in the middle of an amusement park, the sign would say, come one, come all, step right up, step right up. Remember who you truly are. Come here and give me your tickets. Just teasing, no tickets required. And you would look through the peepholes of a small box where it would be written, you are love. You are source, as in the source of all that is. Because all that's happening in your life when you don't feel good, when you're anywhere from despair to anger, frustration to annoyance, or slightly agitated, all that's happening is that you have forgotten who you are. You are not agreeing with your higher self that you are a limitless being of pure positive love. That's all that's happened. Getting into alignment means getting into agreement with your higher self, remembering who you are, remembering that you're eternal love, that you are good, that you are whole, that you are worthy, that you are abundant, and that you are free. That is what it means to get back into alignment. That is what it means to have a higher perspective, to see that you are the creator of it all, and everything that happens to you is happening for you, that you are not a victim. Things are not happening to you that make you suffer or make you feel bad. No one can make you feel anything. No one can create in your reality. And you know what? You can't create in theirs. And you can't make anyone else feel anything. So the key is getting into alignment. Because when you are in alignment, that's when you open yourself up to all of the thoughts that have ever been thought, to all the information, to all of the inspiration that will be sent to you by your inner guides. The promised land awaits you in every moment. And all that is required for entry is alignment. So you ask, how do I get there? And you ask, and you ask, and you ask, and we say meditate. We say, put on your favorite song and go for a walk. Call someone you love, take your computer out or take out a pen and write and talk to us and talk to us any time of any day. And you say, what if I can't? What if I can't because I'm on a plane and I don't have my computer? What if I got terrible news while I'm in a business meeting? What if I'm watching my kids and I'm losing my mind at them? I'm out of alignment and I can't go meditate right now. And I can't go call someone. And that just makes me feel more trapped like an animal and makes me feel more negative feelings and makes the negative feelings even stronger. What do I do then? What do I do when I'm so angry that I don't want to meditate? I don't want to get into alignment. Well, the first thing you can do is stop. Stop yelling, stop talking, stop telling that story about what happened to you yesterday. Stop convincing others about how you've been wronged. Stop blaming others. Stop drawing connections to all the things that are going wrong. They are connected because All that stuff has all your attention. So stop giving it your attention. Stop beating the drum of how you've been wronged. Stop talking, close your eyes, breathe, breathe again. Open your eyes, take in your surroundings, breathe again. Feel the sensation of the air on your skin. Hear the voices around you, but don't take in the words. Just pause. Now you've stopped rowing your paddles against the current. You have dropped your paddles. And in doing so, you have raised your vibration. You have carved out a new pathway of thought for yourself. You have already changed the course for yourself. Have grace for yourself. Be kind to yourself. Say things like, I know this is happening for me, even though I can't see it right now. I know this is happening for me, but I know, I know it. I, I know I'm in the mud and that's okay. I know that when I'm in the mud, that is where the growth happens. I know that- When I'm in contrast with my higher self, that's where the evolution happens. I know that the deeper I am in the illusion of fear, the more I can launch myself into greater expansion. I recognize that I'm in fear. I recognize this. This isn't real. I am not in any real danger. I know this is happening for me. I created this. Everything is unfolding perfectly. I don't feel it right now, but I know this is the path of least resistance. I can figure out why. I will see it, I'm gonna uncover the fear due to the limiting belief that I have that is causing me to not feel good right now. I know that belief I have, that is a limiting belief and that is false because I have faith in the truth that I am a limitless being of love And I know that everyone around me is also a limitless being of love. And I know that they're showing up for me in love. Oh, but this hurts. I mean, can you believe he did that? Oh, it's so selfish. I can't even. No, no, not picking up those paddles. I'm letting the current take me. I am surrendering. I'm going with the flow here. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. And there you go, taking yourself out little by little, crossing over the threshold back into love and into agreement with your higher self. And once you're there, once you start to feel a little bit better, once the anger turns into frustration, turns into hope, turns into knowing, then you can listen. Then you can once again have access to your higher self, your greatest guide of all guides, your greatest teacher, your greatest friend, that part of you that knows who you are, that part of you that always exists and always remembers even when you forget. There is always that connection to the part of you that remembers you are love. You are eternal. You are sunshine. You are the mountains. You are the sky. You are the trees. You are the ocean. You are the all, and the all is one. So come one, come all, step right up and remember who you are. And the person who is here with me today to help us do that and to guide us through this and to usher us in the remembering is my mentor and my friend and I'm so grateful he's here every time, all the time, Gary Bodley. Welcome, Gary Bodley.
1: Hi. Hi. <laughs> that was a brilliant. <laughs> I still have chills.
0: Uh, well, That's so nice. And I find that this is always the question. I understand that getting into alignment is the key. I get that, but how do I get there? And I've noticed in life that the change happens when you catch yourself in that negative stream of consciousness and and in that moment go, oh, here it is. This is happening right now. I'm I'm in that, I'm in fear.
1: Yeah, and everyone's in fear all the time. We don't even know it. We have no clue how much fear we're in. It's ridiculous. We've existed, existed there for all time. But but it's an illusion. All of that fear is an illusion. Not real. Well, it seems like it's happening to other people, you know, and it seems like when we get into fear, well, it's happening to us, but we're so used to it. We don't really recognize it as fear. We just say, oh, that thing just happened to me. And the reason the thing happens to you, it's called a manifestation event, a manifestation event, because You are ready to manifest something, and this event that's happening is pointing out the limitation in your vibration that's not allowing you to be a vibrational equivalent to the thing you want to manifest. So it has to show up, because you want it to show up, you want to know where your limitations are, but we don't see them as limitations, we think our limiting beliefs are true. Uh, It is true, I can't do this, I can't have that, I'm not good enough. It is true. No, it's not true. It's just a belief. And it's just a belief that doesn't have enough information. Now, once you take the action and have the experience, you were talking to Katie on the last podcast I listened to, and she had the limiting belief that she couldn't be a comedic actor, that she had to be serious, and she had to be dramatic. And you knew right away that was the limiting belief. But she thought it was true. And so Any time that she had the opportunity to go out for for a part that had comedy in it, that limiting belief said, "No, you can't do it." So she was limiting herself because she had this belief that didn't have enough information. Now, once she was able to see that that was just a belief and wasn't true, then she could push past the fear to do what she was inspired to do, which would lead her to a role that was comedic. Then she, once she acts on that role, and sees that she can be funny, that she is perfectly equipped to be that role, then she has gained the information that now transmutes that limiting belief to an empowering belief. So all limiting beliefs have this potential to be empowering beliefs, but you have to first notice them and you notice them through manifestation events. So something pops up, that's the only reason it's coming is because it's there to show you this limiting belief. So it pops up, and you either sink back into fear and say, that's true. Look at this. Or you say, no, that's not true. It's just limiting belief, process it, prove it's false, find evidence to prove it's false, and then do the thing you're inspired to do anyway. And then you get the information.
0: Exactly. And what you're saying is the limiting belief becomes our truths. Katie had thought that belief so much through her life, that ha- habit of thinking I can never do comedy, that's not for me. My husband does comedy, I'm the dramatic actor. And thinking that thought over and over again is all that a truth is. It's just a belief you have that you've told yourself over and over, cementing it into what you now call a truth about yourself. Exactly. Yeah. But it's not true. There's only one truth.
1: The one truth is you are love. That's it.
0: That's right. it. <laughs> and, and this is what's interesting too, because anything other than that is limiting but you can have empowering beliefs, but even your empowering beliefs are, in a way, limiting. So, right. the the most general version of this is any belief you have about yourself is confining and limiting. Yeah. But some aiding your journey in love and in alignment because they are beneficial and they help you on the journey. Right? They make you feel good.
1: Yeah, but we don't. We take those for granted yeah, I have a house, but it's not a great house. It's not the best house I could have. It's not on the ocean. Yeah, I have a car, but it's not a Rolls Royce. Yeah, I have money in the bank, but it's not millions in the bank. Yeah, I have this job, but it's not my dream job. Yeah, I have this, you know, mate, but it's not my dream mate. If only he or she would be different than they are, then I would be happy, right? So all these limiting beliefs are, you have so much amazing stuff. You have miracles at your fingertips all the time you live in a abundant reality that you created that was built upon all the desires of past generations and you're living that life now and yet you want more so there's this there's this thing going on where you have allowed all these wonderful things to manifest and yet you will always desire more because that desire for more keeps you moving otherwise you just sit on the couch and watch You know, Housewives of the Rich and Famous of Beverly Hills.
0: Or HGTV. I mean, that's easy. I I can I used to be able to kill a lot of hours on HGTV.
1: Well, HGTV is a whole (laughs) lot better than watching the news. You know, so (laughs) already (laughs) (laughs) you're up there. Um, But but so you have to realize that you're always going to have these desires, but the desires will manifest as you. Breathe more love into your reality, which means really appreciate what you have now but when you pick apart and say i gotta fix this i gotta make more money i gotta have more friends i gotta do more things i gotta be more productive i gotta get more people to like love and respect me i have to do that to make me feel happy no no you gotta be be happy and then get into alignment which means you are accepting everything that's going on and you're seeing your world from the same perceptions your inner self so you agree with your inner self on your version of reality and then you Wait for inspiration which comes hundreds of times a day and then most of the inspiration you say no to but some of it you say yes to those of you who are listening to this have said yes to maybe thinking differently about your life and so somehow you've found this podcast or joshua live and you've come on and now you're willing to see things from a new perspective so, so you had to push past fear to get here. So you are acting on inspiration. Can you act on more of it? Well, what happens when you get inspired is you always will feel fear because you exist at this one level of expansion and the inspiration is there to move you to the next higher level of expansion, to another level. And the only way you do that is by taking some action. The action is inspired, but but the action seems, it seems tough or hard or scary, whatever it is, or or it's always fear, but the fear could say, I'll do it tomorrow, or I don't think that's fun or whatever it is. But if it's inspired, you push past that and you t- to take the action that causes the expansion. And then you ha- your whole set of beliefs are changed from that action. So the expanded version of you exists with a different set of beliefs than the present version of you. And the action is the thing that expands you to these new beliefs. But without taking that action, you actually exist in a state of conflict because here you are saying, I'm inspired to do this, but I can't do it. And so you don't do it, but you're called to do it. You need to expand to that level and you're holding yourself back. And then you're gonna get manifestation events to point out the limiting beliefs that are holding you back. So it's the cycle which everyone's in of having these reoccurring manifestation events or things that they think are happening to them that are only there to show you your limiting beliefs. And if you're if you're not acknowledging that it's a limiting belief, then you get trapped in the cycle of recurring themes in your life. And they happen time and time and time again, until you say, nope, I'm gonna go take this action, move to another level. I'm gonna go audition for this part that I don't think I can do, but I'm inspired to do it anyway, let's see what happens. Right?
0: You get comfortable. In that feeling of uncomfortable, because like you said, we're always on this journey. We're always on this journey; it never stops. You'll always birth new desires, and you have two choices. Because we're never going to get there. There's no destination. Never going to get there. Right. You can enjoy the ride there, or you can fight the right. ride there. And so you have two choices. I mean, if I said to someone, "Okay, your dream job—it's coming. It's actually coming. I'll tell you when it's coming. It's coming in 15 months. It's all—it's coming. All this—a ton of money's coming." It's your whole life's gonna change. You're gonna you're gonna be doing the thing you love the most. It's in 15 months. What would that person do in the 15 months? Go travel, not worry about it, know it was coming, know it was coming, make new friends, enjoy life, kick back, do what they want to do. And so, how do you cultivate the feeling of? the feeling of the thing you want, the feeling you think it's gonna bring you, the feeling you think that dream job is gonna bring you, that peace, that ease, that security. How do you cultivate those feelings now? Where do you get that in your life? Well, like you said, I can walk into my home and flip a switch and the lights turn on. When I turn the knob, the water comes out. I can have anything I really need right now. So cultivate those feelings of security that you have what you need, then enjoy the ride and open yourself up when you, when you do cultivate the feelings, the things they do materialize for you. Now, yeah. you may not need them in the same way because you now have already cultivated the feelings, but there's the magic, right? Yeah. Not That's so much, magic. Yeah. right. And then, so it's just about enjoying the ride.
1: Not worrying about it. Not worrying worry about what's it. gonna come, not thinking things have to be different, just absolute deep appreciation for what you have now and for all the people in your life now, as they are now, and especially for yourself, right? So here's the irony in all of this is that we're all programmed to believe that we're imperfect and flawed and that we must improve ourselves in some way to get what we think we lack, okay? That is like this triple negative going on there. The truth of it is you see yourself as perfect as you are. You've always been perfect. You've existed in a state of perfection. You are not flawed. You are whole and worthy and good as you are. Yet you're afraid to show that to people because you've built up this persona, this idea of yourself that you present to the world and you say, this is this good person that can be liked, loved, and respected. Here I am. And as soon as people see through that illusion, that lie that you've propped up because you say, I'm intelligent, I'm funny, I'm..." you know, humble and loving and 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 ambitious and all these things, right? And then as soon as someone questions that, you feel negative emotion because this isn't the true you. The true you is this this version of you that's, that's based in who you are and non-physical, this love, authentic. The thing that you create, we've all created these things, is just there to say, you you know, you can trust me, you can respect me, you can like me, I'm going to be good. I'm not going to do anything to cause you fear. I'm not going to ask for what I want. And I see this with people all the time right now. It's so obvious when you're looking at it from this new perspective that they've created this persona to get what they think they need based on all these limiting beliefs they got with their kids. And then it doesn't work because it's not authentic. And people naturally move towards that which is authentic. And so you see all the all the inauthentic stuff that's going on especially in TV and movies and music and all that stuff that's just pablum for the masses. And then you get someone like you or like I'm trying to be or Joe Rogan, who's just being themselves. And suddenly that's where all the attention is. That's where everyone wants to be. It feels good to be in the presence of someone who's authentic, even if it triggers you sometimes. What's problem is people say, well, if I don't hold up this persona of myself, I'll be rejected. And that's the lie because if they reject this persona, they're not rejecting you anyway because they don't even know who you are. So, there's, so you, you have to be vulnerable to this rejection and then figure it out from there. you know. But the funny thing is that when people look at you, they can't see you, they only see this version of you. And you know this is true because your kids look at you differently than your husband or your parents or your friends. Everyone sees a different version of you.
0: I call it the fun house of mirrors. Yeah. and everyone reflects back a different facet of you so you're standing there with all of these different mirrors around you yeah with at different angles
1: right so you sit, think one way about your husband and his friends and kids and parents think totally something different right now that perception of him is based in their perception of themselves and their limiting beliefs and their reality and you can't control that because you can't control other people's living, living beliefs. So they can never really see you for who you are. Now, who you are is source, is love, is all this, right? They can't see that because that's not within their realm of understanding yet. So you can't expect them to see that. So when you want people to really appreciate you, you got no control over it. So when you try to effort and struggle and be something you're not so that they will, well, who are they liking? They're liking some false persona.
0: Right, and it backfires because at the end of the day, you can't maintain that because it's not who you authentically are and you'll be in conflict over these things anyway. Somehow the conflict, will, the manifestation events will come up. Yeah. it's It doesn't work.
1: Yeah, so my biggest fear was being weird. I have this interesting life where I was born in South Africa, which is weird, in 1963.
0: I love that about you, I think it's so cool.
1: (laughs) We moved to Vancouver. Um, and then in Vancouver, we moved around. We were there four years, had three different properties, lived in three different places, went to three different schools, then go to San Diego in San Diego, move around, then go back to South Africa for a year, then to Detroit, then back to San Diego. And then finally in Boca Raton, Florida, I never was in the same school more than a year. That's a very strange thing. And all my friends that I met had been in that same school and knew everyone from time. So I had to adapt really quickly. I'd make friends quickly. And the way I did it was being as normal as possible. so my whole life was being as normal as possible and letting go of these friends i made that now i'm somewhere else so i can't keep in touch there's no there's no way to facebook or anything back then there's no way to keep in touch you could write a letter but who's going to do that (laughs) right so i had a 12 12 year old boy (laughs) coming in pretending i was normal not saying i lived in south africa um i have a middle name temple which i always despise not telling anyone my middle name temple because they make fun of me um but like from the outside, I look like a normal person. So I can make friends really quickly by being a chameleon and wearing the same clothes and being interested in sports, which I wasn't interested in, and interested in the, these kind of music, which I wasn't interested in, right? And because I was afraid of being me, that I'd be rejected. So fast forward, my whole life is built up on that. I go into business doing something I'm not really inspired to do because I wanna be seen as a big shot so people will respect me, right? and you know and all these manifestation events come around that i lose my money start over again lose my money again and then i find the secret and abraham and now i'm thinking in a little bit different way but i'm still saying i'm going to use meditation i'm going to use abraham to get all my money back you know to get back this lifestyle that i had where people respected me because i was a big shot and Then um, I just started doing what my passion was, which was renovating houses and playing poker. So I'm doing all this and I'm being much more authentic in these things. I'm letting go of all the worry and doubt and just having as much fun as I can. And super successful, worked out great. Then I start channeling, right? I start meditating, then Joshua comes through and start channeling. And here I am now, because I didn't think it was strange that Esther channeled, but Esther was the only channel I knew. I thought... That is very strange for me. How am I, this normal guy, going to come out and be the most unnormal or abnormal thing in the world, which is a channel? So for years, I mean, this started eight years ago. So for years, I'd never told any of my friends. I never posted anything on Facebook. I I had to go through all these stages of working on those limiting beliefs, where now, finally, I come to see myself as this is who I am. This is who I always was. And it took me 50 years to get there. You know, and and also in doing this work, tons of people come in. I interact very closely with them. We have events, you know, we do Zoom calls. I do one on ones with all these people. They come in for a period of time, but then I have to let them go because they have to go out in the world and do their thing, which is like what you're doing now. And so everyone's doing all these things. And it's, you know, we stay in touch through Zoom and I mean, through uh, Facebook and stuff, but they're not like they were all the time. And so I can, I have this ability to let them go. Otherwise, it's like a cult, right? right. You have to keep them there. No, you cannot leave. You got to wear purple and don't leave. <laughs> Move into the house, that sort of thing.
0: Right. That'd be fun, <laughs> though. No. <laughs> <sighs> but it's so true that you, okay. So, first of all, you set this up for yourself, right? In this lifetime to, be uh, a constant outsider that you would want to assimilate no matter where you were, then to discover that you had this ability that would completely in your mind, potentially ostracize you. Right. And if if you ignored it, then that would just, the calling would get stronger and stronger. And I can't imagine how difficult life could be with that. And some people do live in that contrast. Instead, you answered the calling and you push past mountains of fear that you have developed through your entire life and potentially lives before. Right. And in doing so opened up pathways for people like me yeah. to do it and not have to push past quite as much fear as you did and many other people to have access now to this pathway. And yeah. you said, now you do this, you know, uh, everyone has an ability to speak to their inner selves. Everyone is a channel in one form or another, and everyone has channeled in their lives to some degree. But now, again, with these new pathways that you're setting, that you're creating, more people are, are comfortable, less fearful, more ready to get in touch with their inner selves, more ready to claim it, you know, as I did And I could not have done that without people like you paving that way and creating those new pathways of thought. And so the gratitude and that we do this for everyone. Yes. The entire mass consciousness, right?
1: So that goes to show that what your greatest fear is, it's not about you at all. Because what you offer when you push past your greatest fear to be authentic and and this is I wrote an article about called the hero's journey. And so the hero has to come from this everyman to rise to some to to some conflict to slay a dragon. But it's not like the story we've told where they go on this journey, they pick up the things they need, they get information and then they face the dragon at one time. What it is is you are putting tiny cuts in the dragon of fear day by day by day and you never you yeah. never have to push past anything that's too much for you. you you can always do it and so you know the time would come to i get inspired to go see another channel i find and we and we go see the channel and the channel i i'm the last person to ask a question and story waters and story waters says of course you're worthy of channeling this is your destiny this is who you've always been right? And so that gives me this this little new information I pick up and put in my backpack. And there I meet one of the first people, Steve, who becomes part of this Joshua community and starts this whole one-on-one program with Steve. It was the inspiration for it. And Steve starts with me on the podcast before I was even channeling. We were just having this podcast talking about Joshua's teachings. And so he was there to support me. And then his best friend, is is married to Wendy and so Wendy's there and Kyla's there and we're all doing this podcast together. And then Jules Johnson, who owns the Live Attraction Radio Network, says, Come on this cruise. And when we're on this cruise, she goes, Come on as a speaker and you know do some presentations to all the people that come and then while we're on the cruise i'll hypnotize you because she's a hypnotist and i'll bring joshua out speaking which she does and now joshua is speaking and so then the next step is to do the joshua live podcast and to have this group of people it's just it's like one, one step, step after, at a after time. another yeah. and so you
0: never have to look at the whole mountain like you said One, yeah. it's like in cuts right so you just go rock by rock climbing you can't jump to the top of a mountain yeah you have to climb it one foot in front of the other.
1: You wouldn't want to take a helicopter, and get to the top of the mountain. We'll just you stay wouldn't in a helicopter. Be able to,
0: you wouldn't be able to breathe if you jumped to the top of the mountain, first of yeah. all. The air, the air change would be too difficult, too thin. You'd be uncomfortable. You wouldn't, your legs would shake because the view would be too majestic and beautiful and scary up that high, having not climbed it one foot up in front of the other. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's and you have so no... uncomfortable.
1: You'd have no feeling of accomplishment that you would get from doing this thing that you're inspired to do.
0: It wouldn't feel comfortable. You'd be terrified, overwhelmed, and you wouldn't be able to breathe.
1: But if you climb
0: that mountain one step at a time, you acclimate to where you are. Your vibration rises. You're acclimating, acclimating. You're pushing past the fear to act on that small inspiration. Your vibration rises and you're now acclimating to the new vibration and then the new one. Yeah. And I had a realization when you said this, by the way, that, you know, you've asked me, ask me, ask me, ask me, what I, what's your biggest fear? It's always the question that stumps everybody. Yeah. And truly, it's what people think. Right. It, it's needing validation, it's a fear of being judged, it's fear of rejection. It's, it's just, a, I'm afraid of what people think. It's so simple.
1: so so here i am (laughs) there are three things that we're all afraid of rejection death and loss so if you put this in a triangle where loss is at the top and then down on one side is rejection which would be the loss of people who like love and respect you um and then death the loss of life right and then everything else stems from those all those things so every fear eventually goes to the fear of loss and if you're, and that can only be seen from the victim's perspective, because the victim seems thinks this just luckily happened that I have all these things, and if I were to lose these things, my career, my mate, my family, my friends, I would feel negative emotion. I would feel terrible. But you're the creator of it. So as the creator, you can't pu- you can't push anything away anyway. You can't lose anything. If it's not necessary, it falls away, which is which is what you want. You don't want to carry everything with you like a hoarder. Right. You know? So the hoarder has the greatest fear of loss, I might yes. need this in the future, you know, right. so the hoarder is from this perspective of absolute victimhood. And the creator is one where only that which I need will come to me when I need it. And I don't want any excess, because I don't it's baggage, I don't need that I want to be free to do what I need to do in the moment. And as a creator, I will attract those things that are necessary for me in this moment to move to the next level. So as this whole shift in your mindset from the victim, which is what we are, it's like the set point or the starting point. So we all have this and this fear of loss to realizing that you've always been the creator of this reality, you always create. And when you create, you attract to you the law of attraction. You cannot push anything away. It's all received. Everything you have is always received. And it's all set up for you too. So you are born into this reality that has computers and a family set up there and a house and food to eat and all these transportation and everything you need to go on this journey. Not the journey of the last life, but this journey. So if you had all these things that you have now on your last life when you're born in 1850, it wouldn't make sense to you. It wouldn't be part of that journey. Now you've birthed desires from that life. Now you live in this life and now this life has everything you need. And whatever is not existing in your life right now doesn't mean it's not coming, just means it's not necessary. So if you're exploring lack, then a million dollars will either be not necessary to help you explore lack or help you explore lack more. You know, and you hear so many stories about people who won a million dollars in the lottery and how 95% of them lose it within a year and have even deeper feelings of loss and lack than they had before. So they were exploring lack. They won the million dollars, helps them explore lack more. When you were living in alignment with who you truly are and moving towards self discovery, because that's all really we're here to do, then everything you need comes to you and it comes easily and effortlessly. And so you're worthy, you're abundant, and you're free. And so everything that corresponds to that must come. It has to come. So you must have enough money to do what you're doing. And if you're, if you're not thinking that you're getting enough money to do what you're doing, well, maybe your exploration is just limited compared to where it could be. Maybe you're not acting on enough inspiration.
0: Right. And your focus is on the wanting of the thing. And so you're creating more of, of the, the wanting. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah there's so much there to unpack for people listening. First of all, I'll start with everyone's fears are to bring them on their journey of self-discovery. Everyone, so everyone's biggest fears. So what's interesting is if you're talking about a hoarder, their fear of loss, it's meant to be set up for that person to confront that fear little by little, in order to get on this journey. And, and, you know, for me in the beginning of all this, the thing that would actually overtake my whole body with fear was when I would think about death and the unknown and the concept of eternity. And I could really get myself worked up into a panic attack. And I realized through this work that that was just that kind of severe fear was the pushing of my inner self to me to get me here to this right. conversation to doing this work yes and so on the day-to-day it's sort of what you're talking about is seeing where that i have to pause <laughs> i'm so my dad just walked in to give me something i don't even know and i <laughs> my brain just went fear fear <laughs> <laughs> Like squirrel, <laughs>
1: <Girl>. <laughs> so don't pause. that's the perfect yeah. man, like mini manifestation Manifest- event right
0: right that that what I'm saying is not uh it will be perceived as something or it's not important or I don't know what I'm maybe some uh, uh what is it the fraud being a fraud, imposter okay. syndrome
1: so you're so here you are having this podcast talking to people who are having breakthroughs in their life because of you. And you have this limiting belief or this doubt about your ability to do this stuff, right? And that's natural because you don't have enough experience with it. Right. So then you're in the stream of consciousness saying what you were saying before and the universe brings in your, inspires your father to come in the room to right. see if you could be distracted, right?
0: Pl- plants the idea in his head to go do this right now to see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so from your perspective, you're like, dad, don't, you know, I'm doing a podcast, you know, didn't we talk it, about oh, this before? I,
0: I know that this is testing my beliefs. Cause my inner guide, if I go and write about this later, will be laughing and saying, we're just checking to see where your beliefs are. And good for you, now, you know, there's still a wobble in your belief set.
1: Because when you were acting, you had to just, you had to do the whole thing perfectly or they cut and do it over again. Right yes but in life we don't cut that i mean we could cut this podcast but we're not going to we're gonna we're gonna expose (laughs) no we're gonna expose the perfection of this to see that see that this is what happens when we have this mindset that we have to display something as perfect so that other people will like it
0: right well i knew it was coming with the mic you know and anyone listening now can know that before we started my mic for some reason stopped working so i'm using the microphone on my computer yeah and so i knew that there was a wobble here
1: yes and even the that you care because no one else cares no one else, no one's listening to the quality of the sound here that is this old you know you get enough people in the room who are working on this trying to everyone's trying to perfect it they're going to say oh no we have to n- delay this until we get a microphone you know right right and so you can see how all the fears in your pat in your profession where everyone is on the line and in fear, having to make the thing perfect. Perfect. Uh, You know, when Shoshana did her Christmas special, having to do it completely different than she did before and her being a perfectionist and letting go of so much of that to just do it and, and resisting it so much that she didn't have enough money until someone came out of the blue to put in money to make the thing happen, right? And then once that happened, she said, well, I have to do it now. There's no other excuse. And she did it. And it was, I think, ten times more brilliant than being in a theater and having everything perfect, you know?
0: Yeah, it was authentic.
1: Authentic AF. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it truly was. Yeah. So you see someone like Shoshana, who is who is trying to be perfect to put across this image that will attract an audience. And then when she lets that down and becomes authentic, that's when everyone is attracted. And that's the example of alignment, the example of authenticity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yesterday I was on set. I'm shooting a TV show right now. And you know, it was a scene with two people and you've got a crew of hundreds staring at you and it's their time, their energy, people holding cameras. And You know, it's so funny now when I work versus how I used to work. Now, I feel like if I'm not having a good time, I don't need to be there, Yeah. right? And whereas before I was just like, okay, I need to make the most out of this opportunity. This is so important. And now I just think if we're not laughing, screw it. And I can always tell when I start and I'm a little bit nervous, And then I have those thoughts in my head of needing to be perfect and needing to get the jokes and land this line and make sure the reaction here. And I pick up the pen on there and put this down. And I people telling me to do these things. And then I just remember that moment distinctly yesterday of saying, I just need to relax. This is fun. This is meant to be fun. Yeah. We're we're being creative. We're being silly. We're making a make believe show. None of this matters. It's not real. It's all entertainment. We, and the second that shift happened, it all changed. Everyone around me changed. We were all laughing. We were all having a good time. And I'm sure what we got was 10,000 times better anyway. Even if it wasn't quote unquote perfect. Of course it was perfect because that's what it was. There is no other way that any of it could have been. Yeah. But it just makes life more fun.
1: Well, also you're able to alleviate everyone's fears too. You have that power. So you walk into this room, room. you shift the room by saying this was all created for me, right? You guys are here to witness what it is to be authentic.
0: You're in support of my journey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're not here as a cameraman. You're not here as a makeup artist. You're here to be in my presence as I as I demonstrate authenticity. Right you know and I appreciate all of you for being here setting this whole thing up when I had my awakening moment which was during a a uh, bufo psychedelic experience it was this 15 minutes where I was transported to the non-physical I was on a bed of little bubbles they were all saying we love you. We love you. We lo- so it's like we are small. Love is big. You are small. We love you. No, love, we love you, right? <laughs> and then I said, "I love you." And then I said, "I love you." And then I go, "I am. I am love. I am love. I am love." You know, the whole universe stopped right. in that moment. And all the people who were there now were their inner cells. They're all calm. They're all like nodding. You're getting it. You're getting it right. Mm -hmm. This moment was was set eons ago and everything came together in the universe to have this moment. It was all set up for me to have this realization. And that's how all these things are, you know, but we say, I'm just lucky to be here or this is kismet or whatever fate or whatever it is. But when those moments that you walk into you, if you can see yourself as this is something that we all set up together to have this right. moment. And then every single moment is like that. Like this every moment right now. Every
0: single one. Right. And you're in your car in traffic. Yeah. You're. It's all happening. Well, you created it. It's all happening for you. You got the thought to leave at that exact time that would get you in that jam.
1: With everyone else
0: with everyone else and you're all (laughs) conspired together for this so how are you going to flip the script of your internal monologue that you used to say which is these people and i can't believe that i'm never gonna be on time and how do you flip that yeah and say i'm not in danger you got to go step by step right you got to get general you got to start first with it's all working out for me even if you don't Feel it yet? Yeah. You don't, I don't feel it right now, but I know this is happening for me. I don't feel it right now, but I know I created this. I know this means something. I know I'm trying to tell myself something. And little by little, you step up the mountain one rock at a time and get back into alignment, get back, whatever it takes. But, but you can start big first. And even when you're not feeling it,
1: yeah, and- you're not going to feel it. You're not going to feel like you're God. You're not going to feel like you're the creator of all of it.
0: You can't jump there. You can't jump to right. I am love.
1: Right. You just Too have far. to intellectually understand it and then play it as a game. Right. One thing I've really noticed about you. Is, so I've been doing this for eight years and worked with hundreds of people. Right. And and so what happens is everyone comes from where they are in the illusion of victimhood. And some people are really desperate and really suicidal and, and they come to this, they do this work and it's not working. It's not working. This sucks. This doesn't work. What do you mean? And so they're holding on to the limitations and they're not really doing the work. You know, they they're, they're using it as a form of control to con- to change the right. situation to right? work
0: the system. Yeah.
1: Yes. Then something happens and they suddenly realize it, what they've been doing, what they are doing and what's really happening. And then, and then their lives change, right? And then they go on to explore life in a from a different perspective. You happened to, from my perspective, got this so quickly, like like there was something about you that it just was obvious right away. Is that what it was, or is this just my perception?
0: No, it, it happened it happened quite quickly because I was I wanted this. I was ready for this. I was asking for this and not knowing that. There was a piece missing. And I remember specifically, what we're talking about right now is clarity. Because I remember specifically um, talking to Shoshana a lot and other friends when they were in situations. And in the beginning, when they were talking to me, I felt overwhelmed with things I could say. What should I say? How can I help? How can I help? and I would work my way in the conversation to a place of alignment. I would work my way to a place of, okay, I, I, I feel what's going on here, but I didn't understand what I was missing. I didn't understand what, was, what part I wasn't getting, and now I see it, and the second we started, you gave me clarity. You gave me Uh, a vocabulary. You gave me an understanding that I was searching for and longing for, for years. And it was like, that's it. That's the piece. It's all perfect. It's all happening exactly the way it's supposed to. It's all working out. All of it. That shit that you think is so unfair because that asshole did that thing to you and fuck him. and, (laughs) And my body is this and I'm unhealthy. And like all these things are just there for you. They're manifestation events. They're there to uncover the, these beliefs you have about yourself that are other than "I am love." Yeah. And once that went, I was like, the second I—I I don't know—it was when I started your boot camp, honestly, and in in the working, and I was writing. It was when I started writing again. Yeah. For those of you that missed the story, when I first <laughs> met Gary, he said, "Are you a channel?" And I had a feeling that I might be, but I said, I don't know, because I didn't know. And he said, meditate on unworthiness and do automatic writing. And I, it was the only thing I've ever resisted. And I resisted and I resisted. I listened to his podcasts and I read a bunch and I would not write. And the second I opened that computer, there they were. Yeah. The guys were, they there, were there. They
1: were waiting that whole writing. time
0: the whole time. And they were bursting with energy and things they wanted to say. And I just started writing and I didn't stop. right A book came out. I'm by the way, I cared not what happens with that. But the point was, it was in that writing every day and working through my manifestation events every day. It was just all right there. Yeah. And it was so thrilling. And funny enough, I used to speak to psychics a lot, right now. I see this all, I feel like we're all psychic. We can all tap into all the thoughts of ourselves and other people's inner selves and we're all connected but at the time searching i was obsessed with psychics and i found on my desktop a recording of a psychic i spoke to in 2015 and this psychic was saying your inner guides man all the stuff we're talking about i kept asking in the now then when's the next job coming what does it look like <laughs> What? Is it going to be good? Like what's happening? Yes. It's all coming. Okay. But when am I too old for this to come? And he kept responding in terms of just have faith, just be in gratitude of what you have. You have access to everything. You need to write. You need to talk to your guides. You're in a negative stream of consciousness. That's all you need to work out. I mean, all this stuff. And that was in 2015. And I just wasn't hearing it. I wasn't getting it. And I just kept going, so it's not, so it's not too late. So I'm not too old to be on I don't, so like, I don't, what do you mean? (laughs) So like, give me a, I literally was like, give me a time frame, right? And he said, everything you want, you will have your, everything you want is coming to you. So I'm like, oh, kids and my job, but no, but this is what they're talking about. Everything you truly want, which is to feel good, to be connected, to be, on your aligned path to discover all your passions, to enjoy life, to have the feelings you think the things you want will give you. That yeah. is all coming for anyone listening and for us and for everyone all the time.
1: Yeah, are you so, ready to feel good? And so here's the point people who are listening to this are reading the books and watching the videos and you know, and listening to podcasts, and they're moving along this stream. And when you come to start to to actually do the work, which is processing your limiting beliefs, noticing manifestation events, and seeing things from a higher perspective, that's when you will get in amongst all your limiting beliefs, when people start doing the boot camp, because they're paying attention to their to manifestation events, suddenly manifestation events are happening all the time. Well, that's not really what's happening is they're just aware of them. Right? right? And they're like, Oh, shit, all these manifestation events are happening. I can't believe it. No, no, they always were, you just didn't know what they were. Right. And so they start to process this work in the, in the boot camp, we did it every day for 56 days, or 49 days. And then by the time you've done 50. Now don't you find yourself coming up oh. against the manifestation event feeling the thoughts and then proving them false in your mind, you don't have to write it down as much as you used to. Yeah, I've done
0: hundreds. And in, and, yeah. and I would say, there may be resistance for people to do that quote homework,
1: but it, Absolutely. Fe-
0: it feels good. The best thing I can say is what, where I used to drag my feet to open a computer. Now I run, I run to grab a pen. I run to grab my phone. I run to grab a computer because when I'm not feeling good, I know that if I write about what's going on and I don't spend a lot of time on the manifestation event, because it really doesn't matter. No. And now actually I don't do anything at all. I just, I just say what's going on <laughs> and then yeah. I write. But it, you'll feel better. So do yeah. you, how important is feeling good to you? How much do you wanna feel better? Are you ready to feel better? Because it's different than how you've been feeling.
1: And it's also uncomfortable to feel better.
0: It is, especially it's at first. a different curves.
1: vibration and you feel like, oh my God, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. When's the next shoe gonna fall? Right, so then what do you do? You
0: do something to knock yourself down a peg. You start an argument with somebody. You eat an entire tub of ice cream. Whatever it is, you make yourself less uncomfortable by making yourself feel not as good.
1: Yes, but as you keep striving, demanding to feel good. Demand it. You get more comfortable feeling good. Right. Right? And And you can't even... You get to a certain level where you can't even look back at times when you like I have I had major manifestation events in my life that made me feel so horrible. I was like wanting to cry and, just, you know, and it's like so painful rejection and and, you know, people doing stuff and oh, my God, my friends, you know,
0: yeah. and
1: then I look back now and I go, I can't even think what that was like. I can't even imagine that anymore, you know, it's gone. And I can't even hold any regret or resentment anymore. It's impossible.
0: So that's good so for this people is to the know promise. too. Yes, and you, whatever is happening to you, no matter how bad it seems or how bad it feels. And I mean, we've been through things, right? I've lost my niece. I, I have never spoken to her more than I do now. I've never been more connected to her than I am now. I see that her passing was for everyone involved. Right. No matter what is happening to you right now, it is not only for you, but if you do this work, you'll see it that way. Yeah. You will see it that way. You will not see it the way you're seeing it in this moment. And once you do start feeling good, and once you start feeling good more and more of the time, then when you don't feel good, it sticks out like a sore thumb and it's, whoa, 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 okay, all right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we are all highly emotionally sensitive to start with, everyone who's interested in this stuff. Right. And we become even more emotionally sensitive so that when something feels bad, it feels so bad it's gonna hurt. and we notice it, which is what yeah. we want. We want to notice it, you know, That's and all so people go, yeah, people going around and, and living in fear, they're not as emotionally sensitive. And so the things that are happening don't feel as bad to them, you know, so they're all equipped with what they need to get through. But for us who are on this leading edge of thought, we we came in with our superpower being emotional sensitivity. And so, so, we when we're in resistance, we're disagreeing with our inner selves, when we feel that slight emotion, it feels so much worse. And that's, that's the side effect of all this, which is actually a good thing, yeah. People <laughs> used to be going like, I'm feeling so much better, and then some stupid little thing happens and it crushes me. You know? Right. And they also say, yeah.
0: when I start this work, I was feeling so good. And now all of a sudden it's so hard. And, and, and I, and I, because they're dealing with bigger fears and they're more sensitive, you get more Ugh. and more exquisitely sensitive. Right. Yeah. But that's all the information we need is how we're feeling. That's how we know that's their, our best guide. That's where all the information is. How do yeah. you feel?
1: You know, um, when I started doing this and processing a lot of limiting beliefs, I got to this limiting belief that I would be crucified for mm. teaching this stuff, right? Oh,
0: that was the deep core one that you probably had to hack away. That tree, yeah. I Imagine, yeah.
1: Which, which is completely irrational because they haven't crucified anyone for a long time.
0: Yeah, but you maybe <laughs> you were cru- you were probably crucified in a previous life. I'm sure they came with you.
1: Or you see this <laughs> happening to Jesus, you know, and you're like, well, that's yeah. what happens to people who teach stuff, right? And it, it's you know, things like that have happened over the century. So I'm tapping into this to this irrational fear that's been within all teachers over history. And so as I process that fear for myself, I process it for everyone else everyone. who's going to have that fear. Yeah.
0: Yes, and you know, it's interesting too that you bring up Jesus. I'm Jewish, so this that is, doesn't matter, it's just a thing about me. But, um, <laughs> but I do, I, I remember speaking to a friend who was having a hard time uh, reconciling something because she felt like she had been so wronged. And she said, well, if I do that, I'm just giving in. I'm just giving in, I'm a sheep to slaughter. I'm I'm giving up control. I'm letting this person walk all over me. And I said, yeah, Jesus would give Judas the knife back. If he tried to stab him, give the knife back, let it go. You are love. You are source. Nothing bad can happen to you. You are safe. You do not have to fear death. You have said you cannot lose anyone or anything. If You've attracted it in your vibration. It's with you forever. Give the knife back. Are you in an argument with someone? Let them have it. Let them do their worst. Get back to that perspective and that place of knowing who you are. That is who you are.
1: This conversation is so high level that I don't think it could be had anywhere else. I mean, I've been on tons and tons and tons of podcasts with spiritual teachers of all kinds who've interviewed the leading people in the world. And we've never had a conversation this high level, you know, but, but, and while people may be listening to this going, I don't get it. I don't, this doesn't make sense to me. If you're here listening to this, this conversation is for you. You, you can them. get it. You can understand it. I mean, I have never had a higher conversation in my life. Me this neither.
0: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but it's true. And am I calling everyone Jesus? I am because I'm calling yeah. everyone God. So when I right. say give back the knife, you could say, well, who am I? I'm not. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. Yes, you anyone listening. Yes, we are all expressions of God. The tree yeah. is God. Yeah. All, all is one. The one is all. Yes, you are. So you can hold yourself to that standard. And when I say hold yourself to that standard, I don't mean judge yourself. I mean, see that you are love and everyone else is too.
1: Yes, but you forgot.
0: But you just forgot.
1: And you don't have any experience of it until you start being it. And then you'll start having experiences like this conversation.
0: And you are being it. When you notice that you're in fear and you seek alignment, you process the fears, you figure out what the limiting belief is, but the limiting belief, whatever the belief is, if it's anything other than you are eternal being of pure, positive love, it's limiting. If you yeah. just shift in, that's all that it's remembering is. That's why you're here. You came here to remember while you're in the physical reality.
1: Right. Because, and of course, then, when we
0: die, we'll all remember. No problem. Right. And yes. then?
1: Then live life as if you are the creator, which has never really happened before. And now it's happening.
0: Let's give it a shot, shall we?
1: Yeah. You know, in my experience, so I'm in the non-physical. All, all my friends who are in the room there are there in their non-physical selves as gods. So I said, oh, there's gods there. Oh my god, they're gods. We're all gods, right? and there's nothing to say <laughs> I'm doing all the talking <laughs> because I'm having this experience and they're like yeah yeah we know we know yeah we all know everything right and the look on their faces at me was absolute understanding of every thing and word I was saying everything I was going through they there was no confusion in their eyes right they knew me I knew them and so, so I screamed i know you i can't please i know you tracy's there friends that i've known through the boot camp are there and friends i just met are there but i've known every one of them eternally i know you And I'm like yeah not excited of course <laughs> you do right and then i'm like oh my god i get it in the non-physical there's nothing to say there's nothing to do we know everything we can't oh. wait and then i get pulled down you remembered as
0: You were were remembering. You guys remembered.
1: Yeah. And so we go, we want to get down here and stir it up and see if we can remember in this plane. Because this is where we get to have these conversations and do these things. You know, Mm -hmm. this is where it's all
0: at. This is it. Yeah. This is the playground. You don't want to go to
1: heaven and stay up there for an eternity.
0: Of course, you just took the words out of my mouth, which is you have said you have a choice of heaven or hell here and it's yeah. up to you if you want to be in heaven and up to you if you want to be in hell because this is the dream state right oh. yeah and the, one of the things i loved about that story too for people just to hear was i remember you seeing everyone in the room and seeing every feature on their face as perfect
1: yeah everything was perfect they were illuminated from from like a light was coming from within them they were dressed in the same clothes, but their clothes were growing, br- glowing brilliantly. Great. And they all, I knew who each one was. They all had their light bodies that were the perfect perfect form of them in the non-physical that are represented in the physical. Mm. Yeah. I just
0: want to say it because in the age of social media and looks and filters, and I just want everyone to hear that they are a perfect embodiment of their non-physical selves in their current body that their body is beautiful that it's all beautiful it's all the light is coming from within exactly ah (laughs) i love you so much
1: i love you too
0: this is the most exciting uh thrilling conversation i could have ever desire to be a part of. It's so incredible. I I feel like I'm buzzing. I feel tingling all over my body. And I I just am so grateful to be right here right now with you.
1: It's been set up for eons.
0: Yes, even with my dad coming in. And that set us on a different trajectory. So you know what, let's just dedicate this to my dad. And the old me would have gone out and been like, Daniel, you came okay? in the mail I told you I was recording. I'm staying at my parents' house because I'm shooting in Chicago. But I won't do that. I'm gonna come out and say thank you. I love you.
1: Yeah. Cause it worked out perfectly.
0: You are the best. Please come join best. me anytime. I will. And just and let's let's remember.
1: Fascinated <laughs> yeah. listening to this podcast because it's amazing.
0: Well, your podcast changed my life and has put me on this trajectory and all that work you did pushing past all that fear created pathways for not only me, but many, many other people to follow, which will then create pathways for many, many more people to follow. And so for that, on behalf of everyone and myself, I say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining that amazing conversation with my mentor and friend, Gary Temple Bodley, who channels the teachings of Joshua. You could check out his podcast, Joshua Live. I am very grateful to him and very grateful to you for being here and making this all possible for me. I'm having the best time. I really hope that you got something out of that conversation. I know I'll have to go back and listen to it a couple times just to take in a lot of what was going on. Anyway, I hope to see you again next time. And as always, this is Jackie Siden sending love.